Hi, everyone, and welcome to Retail Recorded by Colliers. I'm your host, Angie Solanke, National Director of Retail Services in the U.S., and thank you for joining our first episode in 2021. Really excited for the kickoff of this year and to hear from our guest speaker, and I'm thrilled to have her, Kristen LaFrance, Head of Resilient Retail at Shopify. Well, timing couldn't be better because what we want to hear is about retail and its resiliency. We've definitely seen it in 2020 in different ways. Change has come upon us very quickly. And so the speed to change and pivoting in this very kind of unusual time has made things look different from a retail point of view. So having Kristen join us today is phenomenal. I can't wait to ask her several intriguing questions. And so let's go ahead and get into it. So first off, Kristen, I'm really curious, as head of Resilient Retail for Shopify, can you describe your role and the impact it's had, not only just in 2020, but also the outlook in 2021? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, thank you so much for having me on today. Before we started recording, we talked about how important these conversations are right now. And, and you and I have this mutual love for retail. So I'm very excited to be here today. Um, being head of resilient retail is, I mean, it's a huge honor here at Shopify. Really what it is, is in 2020, we saw this really innate need to help brick and mortar retail owners specifically because they were hit so hard during the pandemic. And what we saw kind of come out of the middle of the year were these absolutely resilient retailers, as we've put it in the podcast name, of, of business owners just making complete pivots of changing their business model, of taking what was the core of their business and bringing it online and doing all these things that a lot of them weren't really prepared to do or thinking they were ready to do. And so my job is to kind of go out and find those stories and talk to those entrepreneurs and bring them to light to make sure that other local businesses and small business owners can find those stories and find inspiration and find ways to survive because we don't want to see, you know, the, the closures in, in local downtowns. It's really sad. So our mission is to really help these retailers find a place of inspiration, of connection, of learning. And that's really what resilient retail is. And it came out of the pandemic. It came out of what happened in 2020. But what I think we're really seeing now is moving forward in 2021 and beyond, we're going into this period of almost retail being rebuilt and, and the experiences are, are changing and commerce is never going to be the same after this. And so now resilient retail is a place where we can kind of learn that new playbook with our retailers, go through the journey with them this year as they're trying to figure out, you know, what does this, this new world of commerce look like? What does omni-channel really mean and look like in kind of this future world of retail. So that's that's kind of the the quick and dirty of what I do and, and its impact. And it's it's such a powerful show that I get to host. Being able to talk to these these entrepreneurs day in and day out is so inspiring because the the refusal to give up in in the face of so much adversity where it would have been the easier option to kind of close shop and find something else to do. I think it's just so inspiring and and really why I kind of get up and get to my computer every day. That is fantastic. I mean, it's in the DNA of people who have that drive and that 
that motivation that they will be successful and they will succeed even though they had to make a change. And so I think it speaks to, you know, the, the values of, you know, our society and, and going back to that key word again, resiliency. Can you share with us um, a little bit, you know, maybe a, a, a story that really resonated with you that made you go, oh my goodness, this is just fantastic um, or amazing that can inspire others that are listening to today's podcast. Yeah, I think, you know, I interviewed over 20, 30 merchants in season one of Resilient Retail. So there are so many stories and so many different industries that have made these pivots. But I think one of my favorites comes from uh, this store called TC Running. It's a small business uh, shoe running store in Twin Cities of Minnesota. They had two stores at the beginning of the pandemic, zero online presence. Um, you know, they had social media, but they didn't have any any e-commerce running. And, and if anybody knows and has kind of gone through the e-commerce world, it's not really an easy thing to just open an online store and, and keep running, especially they had $1.5 million sitting in inventory in their store at all times. And so what happened with the pandemic, you know, shutdowns happen. They had to close their doors for over a month. That means that on one day, all of their revenue stopped because they didn't have that online presence. And so what their team did is they actually kind of hunkered down all together and they said, okay, we have to get all this $1.5 million of inventory online and create an online experience that matches what we've spent so much time crafting in store. And so they actually got online within one week using Shopify, whole team effort. And then once they were able to get that open and start announcing it to their customers, their online sales actually recovered all of the in-person sales that they had lost and more. And so not only were they able to make that really resilient and fast pivot and get online, then they took it a step further. And this is where I find so much resilience is they could have again said, wow, we, we recovered our revenue, good enough. But then they said, wow, this gives us this whole new opportunity to find new markets and to create new experiences for our customers that we maybe couldn't have before. And so they actually deployed this loyalty program. Um, it, it's a run membership and you know all of their members pay $20, $30. I don't remember the exact price, but for an annual membership. And then they get all of these benefits, this um, forever discount, all of these perks. And what that has allowed them to do is find new customers in new markets that were outside of their, their local geographical reach where they were kind of limited to before without that uh, e-commerce presence. And so this, this incredible fast pivot, this, you know, when I was talking to Jeff Bull, who's kind of the brand director, he said, you know, we had this moment of absolute panic and terror. And that's the thread that we've seen in every single story is every retail business owner went through this moment of absolute panic where the one thing their business depended on foot traffic was completely stopped. And yet they were still able to say, okay, here's our moment of panic, but then what can we do? And they came together as a team. They got this, all this inventory online in less than a week, and then it forever changed their business. And now they're doing, you know, better than ever. And they're seeing this massive growth and they're seeing this huge community come around them. That's actually way bigger than what they thought their community could ever be. Uh, it's easily my favorite story from, from the season, because it just, I think it in, encompasses everything that we've seen come out of kind of 2020. That is a fantastic story. And I love to hear how, you know, you have these innovators, these makers are so creative and they've done such a phenomenal job with their store presence and to take that then online with, you know, the, the tools, the education, the training and the team, um, you know, 
partnering with Shopify. I think that's a fantastic story. And, and I think people need to hear more of these stories because they're this, this, you know, put the pandemic aside for a moment and let's look at 2021. This should be an initiative for the majority of retailers that, that, um, you know, are, are looking to continue, you know, their success or continue their legacy as it relates to being a retailer. And so I find the story to be really impactful and I hope to see more retailers, you know, jumping on the bandwagon here. I think it's, it's brilliant. So thank you for sharing that. Now, you said something really interesting um, early on and it was your 2021 outlook and making some edits to the playbook. Can you share if it's not not secret um, as some of those those uh, playbook items? Yeah, absolutely. What we've really seen here at Shopify is, you know, we're putting it this way: 2030 was kind of pulled into 2020. This kind of omni-channel experience, offline and online, kind of merging together, was something that was going to happen in commerce, but. 2020 forced it to come really fast. And so there's all of these, you know, fast pivots that brands could do to offer the online experiences, which is why, you know, at Shopify, we really looked at our roadmap and started prioritizing the products and pieces of our offering that we knew would help merchants the most throughout the pandemic. And so a lot of those channels, what we're seeing first is, you know, we launched this all new point of sale system. It's actually catered towards this omni-channel commerce model. Um, that means things like, buy online, pick up in store, curbside pickup, local delivery. These are all fulfillment methods that weren't even really a thing before 2020 and now are kind of table stakes for a retail brand. It's what we expect. So our point of sale system is actually created to make that very simple for small business owners to really implement quickly and successfully. Other thing we've seen is a massive trend of social selling. There's this, this integration between commerce and social media. So we've opened up direct sales channels like Pinterest and Google and Facebook shops and Instagram native checkout, all of these things that again, allow your, your consumers to shop wherever. Um, email has been a huge channel for retailers in 2020. Shopify email is a really easy way for business owners to kind of launch and run email campaigns, which we know are wildly important for building and maintaining those relationships with customers, whether that's in person or offline. So being able to, you know, somebody walks into your store, being able to get their email address and then create that relationship offline and online. Um, another really cool thing we've had is that the shop app has had this massive expansion this year that allows our merchants now to control how their brand actually appears on that app which allows for, again, just more digital touch points that feel really trustworthy and enjoyable for consumers. And all of these things kind of wrap around this one idea, which is, you know, ensuring that these businesses can not only survive, but thrive in this era of kind of rebuilding retail that we're entering now. It comes down to just being wherever your customers are on whatever channel that is, and still providing an excellent experience. The thing that retail store owners have over a lot of kind of digitally native brands is they understand that in-store experience. They, they've they worked so hard to craft the experience when somebody walks into the store. So now they're learning how to just kind of take that online. Um, so lots of things in, you know, uh, my local yoga studio is doing virtual classes now, and I don't think that they're going to stop that even when they're able to open their doors again. So yeah, lots of different ways people are pivoting and, and finding these new ways just to serve service their customers 
wherever they need. And, and that's just what the most resilient retailers do. And we really expect these learnings that the merchants have kind of had through the pandemic to actually be strategies that they take into the future. I, I, I just think commerce is forever changed in these new kind of, you know, online to offline, doing virtual experiences, curbside pickup, um, really connecting with your consumers on Instagram, allowing them to sell directly on Instagram, um, being able to scan a QR code in the window and shop that way. These are all things that are not going to go away because now consumers have had a taste of this amazing, convenient, really cool way of shopping. I totally agree. The flexibility has been fantastic. I know, you know, um, when I'm out and, and if I, you know, I cook at home pretty much every day, but when I do decide to grab something, you know, everything is touchless. So you scan the QR code for the menu and boom, there it is. And you can make, you know, just click, click, click and your order is in. So I do completely agree with you. It's all about, about flexibility, but it also allows me, if I'm with a group of people, when we get to the point where we are having social interaction and, um, uh, et cetera, we'll be able to still have the flexibility of ordering, you know, in person and touching a menu. So it's just being nimble um, to your point and that integration is just getting stronger and stronger. So um, it's a great, great, uh, great to see where we're going in 21. I, I'm actually very jazzed about it. I think there's going to be a lot of great success around retail and this convergence. Now, final question, because we are coming up on time here and I always make it a fun question. So if you could be any brand or retail category, what would it be and why? Oh, I love this question because I, I've had this answer locked in for so long and it kind of just like fits in perfectly with what happened. Um, my husband and I actually have always talked about this dream to open an auto shop with a, a cafe and a bar connected and a very community and experience focus. And the reason is I think we're seeing traditional retail models with traditional consumer experiences like auto shops totally change. And so I think there's this huge opportunity there. I, I mean, I'm sure that you are very aware with that experience where, you know, you go drop off your car. If you don't really know a lot about cars, it kind of feels uncomfortable. Um, for a woman, sometimes those experiences are even harder. And a lot of times with young consumers who have a lot of buying power now, they're not really comfortable with that experience. So I think you're going to see consumers looking for something different, right? They want to know what's going on, where their money is going, how things are working. And often they'll want to learn how to do some of those things, right? Like changing their own oil or changing a tire. And YouTube can only go so far, right? I can watch a, a YouTube video of a tire being changed a hundred times, but if I don't do it once with somebody watching, I'm probably not really going to know what to do. So we have this dream of, of opening this, this auto shop that has a cafe and a bar where the consumer can be overly involved and educated about everything that's going on, where experience is the top focus. Um, I'd host community events. I would fill my bar with uh, local breweries and um, sourcing coffee from another local business and create kind of this like hub of culture and connection and experience instead of that, you know, cold stranger like interaction that we know what auto shops are. Um, and if not that, then something in pet care, uh, because I am obsessed with all things dog, all things dog. I have three of my own. Um, pet owners like me spend a lot of time and money on our furry friends. We know this. And I also think again, in that, that experience, there's room for disruption. And also just like, if you own a pet store, you get to see a lot of dogs. <laughs> Oh my goodness, that I love the auto 
the auto shop concept. I am so with you on that one because I'm someone who, yeah, I may not want to get my hands dirty all the time, but I definitely want to understand it. I want to like figure out what's the underside workings of everything and how does one thing connect to the next and why does the oil fluid go from here to there? Yeah. It's like, it's like, you know, my mind is constantly wanting to learn and I think it's brilliant and we need to do more of this because I think education is such a key to the fabric of any society and the wealth of, of a society from a, from a, you know, more of an educational perspective. And it just kind of grows the learning from yeah, such a young age all the way throughout um, adulthood. So yeah. and think about, you know, tracking when you need to get your oil changed or when you should put winter tires on and all of these questions that are right now not super easy to answer but i imagine an auto shop that you know your your repair the the guy who works on your car every single time um sam he texts you hey by the way your oil change is probably coming up can you let me know where your mileage is out and then i can tell you when to come in and you can make an appointment and then you can go sit in the cafe and watch me work on your car as i explain everything that we've done all these things, just this brand new way of relationship building between service and consumer, I think is it's the way of the future. And that's why I think the auto shop industry just has a big opportunity for disruption there. Oh my goodness. That is insanely amazing. I love it. Just love it. Um, to your point, building relationships, it's a, it's a core to every business out there, right? It's all about people and relationships. And so what you just said is you just elevated that to the next level. And I love it because I'm probably the, you know, the one person like, oh man, I have to go and get my oil change. <laughs> want to talk to anybody because of, I almost know, you know, I have that, that thought in my head, like, oh, the experience is not going to be fun. I just want to drop my car off and then quickly go find a coffee shop next door and hang out there because I have no desire just to sit in the lobby there. Yeah. Cold. So that's an amazing story. Well, thank you so much. And if you haven't seen this, um, series yet. It's wonderful. It's called Wood Green. Um, I think it's woodgreen.org. It's a UK um, series about this amazing approach to uh, um, pet shelters and how they actually just, as you just described, they build a relationship between, um, you know, the, the pet and the future owner. And if it, you know, if that relationship isn't there, it doesn't click from either side then they go on their separate ways. So if you get a chance, watch it. It's amazing. I definitely will. <laughs> well, you know, we are at our conclusion and I have to say, Kristen, this has been such a fantastic conversation. One that's just really, you know, getting me like jumping out of my chair here at the moment. It's, it's been wonderful to have you today, providing your insights, the creativity around everything that you've shared from, um, actual facts. These are actual stories about, you know, people who said we are going to hang in there and be resilient and, and you know, kick butt in 2021. So thank you for sharing those stories. It's been wonderful. And, you know, I just want to remind everybody that here at Colliers, we're really focused on our clients and sharing knowledge about the industry, education, and we're very excited and very happy to have Kristen join us today um, sharing what she has. So thank you again for jumping on the virtual line with us and listening to Retail Recorded at Collier's. Stay tuned for our next podcast next month. Thank you so much.